This is Davey Dave. Welcome to the Minnesota Leads America Follow podcast. This is our fourth episode. Wow, I can't believe it. We're four down. I'm really excited. Let's go. We have videos and other contents on YouTube, IGTV, and we're on every podcast platform. So Spotify, Google Plus, Apple. Check us out, man. Listen to the podcast if you enjoy the video. So Let's start the show, man. We, we we usually start the show with what's going on in Minnesota as far as Minnesota news or uh, current events in Minnesota. So let's just address this and get this out of the way. Let's just do this. Uh, the Twins lost their 800th consecutive playoff game in a row. We're not talking series. We're not talking like the championship series or anything. We're just talking win one game. The Twins has lost 18th playoff game in a row. 18. Listen, man. Honestly speaking, I've been in Minnesota for, what, 16, 17 years now? The Twins has not won a playoff game since I've been here. So, you know, partially, maybe it's my fault. Maybe next year, if they do make it to the playoff, I need to leave the state and just hopefully that changes something. But no, the Twins, 18 consecutive loss in a row. Um, Got swept by the Astros last week. Terrible, man. You know, two out of three games, pretty much got swept. Didn't even get to the third game. Couldn't even win one game. But Listen, man, maybe it's me. Uh, Maybe we're not doing something right in Minnesota. Whatever the jinx is or whatever it is we're doing here, something's not working. But the Twins are out of the playoffs. So I probably won't talk about the Twins or any baseball game for probably until next year if they do make it to the playoffs. So uh, if if the Twins do make it to the playoffs, someone please call me out. Like, make sure I'm out of the state. Like, you know, just... Hey, Dave, you say you'll be out of the state when if they do make it to the playoffs. So get your ass up out of Minnesota. So if they do make it to the state, I will get out. If they do make it to the playoffs next year, I will get out of the state just to see if something changed, man. Because I'm tired of Twins losing in the playoffs, man. Something has to change. But enough about the Twins, man. I don't, I don't have too much time to talk about losses here. But let's get strictly into another Minnesota topic. The Vikings. We're now one and three, you know. Like I said last week, man, everybody just pause on the tank for Trevor talk, man. Like we, you know, we lost the first three games and everyone in Minnesota, every sports fan that is, we're automatically thinking we should start tanking for Trevor. Like we're paying a quarterback 84 million, everybody. Just pause on the tank for Trevor. It's too early into the season, but you know, we're now one and three. Schedule is looking kind of rough. So, but by the way, before I before I get to the schedule, when I said let's pause on the tank for Trevor, I'm not saying I'm not with it. I'm just saying let's just pause on it. After these next three weeks or these next four weeks, we can kind of revisit that topic depending on how the team looks and what the team do. So the schedule. So next week we have the Seahawks coming to town. That's a tough game. But, you know, if you're a playoff team, if you're a good team, you've got to at least put up an effort or at least win that game. So, and then after that, we have the Falcons coming to town. We all know if we want to beat the Falcons, we just need to, you know, start losing. And the Falcons will find a way to blow another lead in the fourth quarter or somehow. So, but we have the Seahawks, the Falcons, and then we have a bye week after that. And then we have the Packers again. Whew. Three tough games. But listen. If we go 0-3 or even 1-3 in that, and, you know, we could kind of revisit that tank for Trevor Talk and see if it's worth the, uh, should we start looking at that. But as of now, you know, 1-3, hopefully they can turn it around. The offense look good. The defense still looks terrible. Speaking of the offense, I'm here to tell you guys, Justin Jefferson is the real deal. I'll be honest. I was a little skeptical at first when they drafted him. Uh, he was playing, obviously, in a high High power LSU offense. I didn't think that would translate just because I'm like, you're playing on a team that usually had 
that has the best player and you're going against subpar players, you know, would that translate to the NFL? But listen, man, I'm all in on Justin Jefferson. The kid is the real deal. He runs route excellently. He knows how to get open. He high points the ball and goes and get it. You know, he's not, he's clearly not Laquan Threadwell. So luckily, I'm happy the Vikings hit on that. The kids looks like the real deal. I think I saw some stats to where in the first four games of their rookie season, only Stefan Diggs had more yards in their first four games. Which, you know, he was brought in obviously to replace Stefan Diggs. And if he's putting up some of those numbers that he's been putting up the last two weeks, the Vikings will be fine replacing Stefan Diggs. But I'm excited about the kid. The kid looks to be the real deal. Now, as far as the other draft picks, the secondary, God help us, man. I can go for 100 yards on that Vikings secondary, man. It's looking terrible so far. They're not guarding anybody. They can't stay in front of anybody. You know, if the offense don't score like in the 30s or upper 20s, I'm sure we're losing every game this year. So pray for my Vikings. So, but that's enough about the Vikings. I'm going to chop this up and we're going to get to a lot of topic really quickly here. But good luck to the seat. Good luck to the Vikings next week against the Seahawks. Let's win that game. Go to two and three and let's start looking, you know, start looking like a playoff team that we should have been looking like. But Another Minnesota topic real quick. Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? So if you don't know, Malik Beasley is a uh, he's a shooting guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He was traded uh, to Minnesota last offseason from Denver Nuggets. He's kind of looking at a big payday. This is why this is why this is really stupid. So if you if you live on a rock or if you didn't hear the news, he was recently arrested for marijuana possession and receiving and concealing stolen weapons. So it looks like the cops pulled up to his Plymouth house, which was a shock in the scene. And like he, he does live in Plymouth, but it looks like the cop pulled up to his Plymouth house and arrested the 23-year-old for uh, marijuana possession and receiving and concealing stolen weapons. But apparently there's, there's there's been no charges filed yet, so... He needs to be paying his lawyer whatever he's paying him. He needs to double that up because the fact that there has been no charges filed yet just shows that his lawyer is working on his behalf to try to get this thrown out or try to, you know, suppress this somehow. When you're looking at the type of pay, the type of payday he's looking at, he could possibly receive upwards of $50 million contract extension from the Timberwolves or another team this offseason. And you put yourself in a position to even be in the headlines for something as negative as this. You fucking with the bread, man. You hustling backwards because this is the payday you've been looking at. Now, he's 23, so he's going to get another payday down the future if everything goes right for him. But this is his first big payday. You're looking at receiving so much money that it could change your life in like a generation after you. And you put yourself in the headlines for something as stupid as marijuana possession and receiving stolen weapons. Come on, bro. Come on. Do better. You could be better. Now you're 23. This is not. We're not gonna hold this against you as like a, a permanent error on your like. No, we're people make dumb mistakes at a young age. But come on, man. Don't fuck up the money. Don't mess up the money. Stay low key. Remain. Continue to practice. Continue to grind in the off season. And look, when that payday comes and you get that money, that guaranteed money. You go out and I'm not saying go out and do something as dumb as what you did, but you know, once you get that money, then you can kind of live your life comfortably. But this offseason, if I was his agent or if I was his lawyer, man, you got to lay low key. 
lay low key, get the money, get the bread, and then go out and do what you need to do. But all of this, man, guess what? You don't think this is going to impact negotiation? If I'm the Timberwolf and I'm sitting with you and, oh, we was going to offer you four years, $60 million, but... You know, you were in the headlines this offseason for marijuana possession. So that automatically means that, you know, you're engaging in that behavior. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but that automatically shows that you're partaking in, you know, stuff that might get you suspended in from the league eventually or might get you in some hot waters with the league that we might have to, you know, pay the consequences for later. So you're 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 stolen weapons and all of that, man, that's not, you don't want that, man, especially going into negotiation with, with a franchise that you, that could possibly be looking to give you up to 50 plus million, if not more. He's looking at a big payday. He, he was, he was wonderful for the T-Wolves once they got him. He was averaging almost about 20 points a game. If you're his agent, man, bro, you fucking up the cash here. Lay low, remain low. Let's get this money. And then you go out and do whatever you need to do. But and and uh, and also one more thing, I saw the Timberwolf, their uh, GM, kind of come out and support him and said, "Hey, we're a family here. We're working with Malik Beasley to get this uh, to get this control." I was happy to see that from the Wolves. You know, when you're trying to change what the culture is in Minnesota, you can't just be outcasting players as good as he has been with the T Wolves so far. When they make dumb mistakes like this, you got to work with the kid. Hopefully, get him in treatment or get him whatever help that he needs, and hopefully next year he can you know kind of contribute to the T Wolves getting that number one. See, like I said last week, shout out to you, Cat. Shout out to you, Jordan Woods, number one C T Wolf. Let's go. Uh, speaking of the T Wolf, let's let's talk about this real quick. Recently, there's been buzz. There's been buzz that the T Wolf might possibly, you know, or you know, Doc River just recently got the head coaching job in Philadelphia. Someone someone put out that he might be looking to get Lamelo Ball to the Sixers and pair him up with uh, Joel Embiid. I don't know how valid that is or how true that is, but look, Doc, if you're looking to do that, I hope the Timberwolf, like, bang, get in that talk really quick because pairing D'Lo, Ben Simmons, and Cat up in the Western Conference, like I said, I already said the Wolves getting the number one seed, so that definitely guarantees, you know, playoff, playoff, if not that number one seed that I said last week, so look. If, if the Sixers is even interested in that, remotely interested, if you're the Wolf, you pull that trade. Pairing Ben Simmons, D'Lo, and Cat with Malik Beasley and whatever, you know, whatever they can put around the team, that's a winning team right there. I don't know, man. That's, that's not a lot of experience in that. You know, that's one thing about the Wolves. I like to see them go out and get that veteran players that, you know, players can kind of respect in the locker room. All these young players are not going to cut it. It's fine to have all these young players and look at potential, but you got to have a veteran. You got to have a Udana Haslam in the locker room. You got to have a, a, a Jared Dudley in the locker room. Somebody that's not playing, but you know what? He sets that culture. He can kind of like, you know, take the young players under his wings and show them how to behave on the court and off the court. So we're not having incidents like Malik Beasley getting arrested for marijuana and drug possessions or marijuana and gun possessions um you need that man so i'd like to see the wolf get that veteran and not just like you know like somebody who knows their role and is just there to play that role like the sisters they once upon a time with uh elton brand they had him on the team just as like that veteran presence to just be like yo you're not gonna play you're not gonna do much but you're here to tutor the young players and make sure they stay on course so but speaking of that, uh, you know, let's get back to that trade. 
the Wolves sending the number one pick to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons and D-Lo play on the same high school team, so that would be kind of reuniting that too. You could put Ben Simmons and ben, you could put Ben Simmons at the point guard, or you could even put him at the four with Cat. You know, put him at the four, put Cat at the five. You have uh, D-Lo at point guard, Malik Beasley at shooting guard. You have one of the rookies, either uh, well, not a rookie anymore, either Cover or Kogi playing small forward. I like that lineup. That lineup is definitely good enough in my mind to make some kind of playoff noise in the West. And the West is going to be tough. But with that lineup, that, that probably is the best lineup Minnesota can get coming out of this offseason. So I like to see the GM, you know, come on, put pressure on the Sixers, man. Put that tray out there. See if they're willing to budge on that. They probably want a little bit more than just the number one pick for Ben Simmons. But look, however way you can do it, this is this is what you get paid for as a GM. If you got to get a third team involved in it, do it. But I'd like to see the Wolves. If they could pull that tray off, I think that definitely, you know, so, so, that definitely solidified the Wolves as a playoff team this year in the Western Conference. So I'd like to see that. But that's really enough for... Um, Minnesota news. Let's get into something. Uh, the rest of the country. Let's get into America here. Who? Our president Donald Trump recently got diagnosed with COVID nineteen. Well, he tested positive for COVID nineteen, which is kind of alarming. You know, you know. I listen. We we all have our opinions about what Donald is and what the president is, but it's it's never a good thing as a country when your your commander in chief is either in the hospital he's sick from something or he's not well that gives other countries a sense like, look we can kind of attack him not saying the country is thinking that but that's just what happens when your president when your commander in chief who leads the military is ill people feel like look see, no there's no one in, you know there's no one in charge we can kind of attack not saying that's gonna happen but i'm just saying we sh we should all not be wishing anything bad happen to our president despite our personal opinions of him because as a country we're kind of defenseless when he's not the commander-in-chief when he's not able to you know issue authorities or you know command people or do whatever he needs to do as the president so we're praying for you donald but other than that man let's get into some jokes it is what it is that's why we gather here man we got to get these jokes off come on donald put some clorox on that man ain't that what you said you said clorox could just you know wipe that off right you know hydroxychloroquine whatever that is put that on there get that off man but on another note wait wait what happens if Donald can't make it to November 3rd? Is it just Joe Biden on the on the voting thing? Or wait, do we are we just putting Mike Pence as the presidential candidate and Mike Pence gets to select whoever his vice president is? How does that work? I, this is that has never happened before where a presidential candidate didn't make it quite to the election. So I I I'd like to read in the Constitution what what does that say? What does the Constitution say about who Who's the next person that steps up to the plate? Do the Republican Party just announce another presidential candidate? What happens? And you know, we're we're less than a month away from the election, so that doesn't give them much time. And with uh, with COVID nineteen, you know, anything can happen. Now, I'm sure our president has some of the best care in the world, if not the best care in the world. Period. So I have no doubt he's gonna bounce back from this. He's gonna be okay from this. But we never know with this disease, man. Is this is something that no has never happened before? So we don't know how it reacts to people or what happens in the long term but let's pray for donna i went to church yesterday and our pastor had us praying for donna in the church you know it was it was nothing political or nothing but he just wanted to make sure that uh we sent our well wishes to the president so that was kind of 
That was kind of good. Shout out to you, Donna. Put some Clorox on there, man. You'll be fine. Bounce right back. You know, if you're going to lose this election, I want to see you lose it fairly. You know, I want to see you get beat by the Democrat or uh, however way it goes. But I don't want nothing personally bad to happen to Donald while he's president because it affects the rest of the country. Let's just, let's just say what it is. Let's get into another topic. Speaking of presidential candidate, our guy Kanye West is back in the news again. Let me tell you, man. I love Kanye. And Kanye is going to give me enough content to talk about <laughs> throughout the time I'm going to do this. So I'm always going to talk Kanye if Kanye is in the news because I know Kanye is going to deliver news content each week. Uh, why is Kanye not? I didn't see Kanye at the debate. I don't like this, man. Why are we not respecting Ye presidential campaign, man? Ye said he wanted to be president. He ran after the necessary things to put his name on some ballots in some state. I want to see more people talk about Ye as a presidential candidate. I don't like what's going on, man. We're not going to cheat my guy Ye out of this. But let's speak. Of, let's talk about why Ye was in the news this week. Kanye says he's wearing Jordan until he's on the board of Adidas. Which is weird, you know, as you know, if, when you sign sneakers deal, when you sign sneaker deals, that's exclusive to that brand. So, for example, if you sign with Jordan, you can only wear Jordans. If, or you could sign, you could wear Jordans and Nike. But if you're signed with Adidas, you can only wear Adidas shoes. At least the people, the, the whoever you sign with is looking to make sure, uh, yeah, we're getting our money's worth. You can't, we can't be paying you 50 plus million a year and you're out here wearing all these other shoes from these companies that aren't paying you. So, brand likes to see that exclusive exclusiveness like you're only exclusively wearing our products but Kanye was in the news this week he said Kanye pretty much said Jordans need to be a part of reparation that's a whole nother topic see this is one thing Kanye does man he takes his personal battles and he throws it on the rest of the rest of us no Kanye Jordans do not need to be a part of reparations man I'm Jordan, come on man Jordans already making enough money off of us we don't need like to give them more money or like to exclusively Jordans need to be a part of reparation. Come on. And I know he said it as a joke, but come on. Yeah, you're a presidential candidate. We're holding you to a higher standard now, right? That's what you asked for. You asked for us to take you serious as a presidential candidate. You cannot have be saying Jordans need to be a part of reparation. So if you're a president, is this the kind of reparation you're going to you know, advise for us? Watch Kanye getting power and be like, instead of free education, instead of free housing for black people as reparations, as some of us are suggesting, Every, every nigga gets Jordan. That's my reparation plan. Kanye got to probably do something like that. But Kanye said, man, you shouldn't be allowed to tell a black man he can't wear Jordans because that's pretty much what his deal is at Adidas. Of course, Adidas is paying you so much money. Of course, they want you to exclusively wear their products. You didn't think that was going to be what happened? And that's one thing about Kanye. As, as, as someone who has the amount of money that he has, as a billionaire status that he has, I'm surprised he's not a better negotiator. Now, if you, if you, when, when you came off your deal with Nike, if Jordan meant that much to you, I'm sure when you were going over to Adidas, you've got to be able to negotiate that in a deal. Yo. I want to be able to wear Jordans maybe once or twice a month or whatever. I'm sure Adidas would have. Now, I'm I'm sure you could have negotiated that if they really wanted you that bad. Because, I mean, look, Adidas has all the reason to keep Kanye. Kanye has generated literally $1.3 billion in sneaker sales for Adidas over the last year or so. They're not trying to lose that market or they're not trying to lose that amount of money just over. I'm sure they would have. Now, I'm not saying they would have told him, yeah, you could wear Jordans, but... 
They could have gave some leeway. You don't lose that kind of money just because you don't want to give and take. But you've got to negotiate that at the beginning of the contract. You can't come back two, three months or a couple of years in the deal and say, I want to be able to wear Jordans now. Come on, Kanye. You've got to do better than that. This whole thing, I think Kanye just wants a little bit more power at Adidas. You know, he said he wants to be on the board of Adidas, which once again, that's something you negotiate. If I'm able to earn this much in revenue for the business, for the brand, I demand to be on the board or we got to negotiate how I could be on the board of Adidas. But he didn't negotiate that up front. And now he's on Twitter crying again that he wants, you know, a higher role with Adidas or he wants to be on the board of Adidas or he's wearing Jordans. Kanye been Kanye again, but, you know, shout out to you, Ye. Like I said, man, like I said last week, i like to see you happy because I think you're one of the smartest or the best as far as, uh, as far as the music, obviously, as far as branding and creating, no one, no one defeats Kanye or no one come close to Kanye. So hopefully Ye gets happy. Hopefully he gets what he wants. Yeah, man, I want to see Ye wearing Jordans. Jordan is Nice off of Nike, but that's a black brand pretty much. Even though, you know, Phil Nice and a white man owns it, but it feels like a part of us. So if Ye wants to wear part of the Jordan brand, you know, good luck to you, Ye. I hope you're able to get that. Speaking of, let's stick to music a little bit here. Uh, speaking of another black billionaire musician, Dr. Dre recently won his divorce legal battle with his wife, uh, with his ex-wife, I should say. Our brother Dre won't have to pay that $1.5 million dollars his ex-wife was seeking Whew. now listen uh after 24 years of marriage listen man you deserve whatever and especially if you listen to some of the claims of what she said dr dre was abusive to her in their relationship in their marriage you deserve whatever but i'm sorry man it's just not two million a month worth of whatever you you want the house keep the house you want a few different things you want the cars keep the cars but if I got to pay you $2 million a month for you to be my ex-wife, listen, man, what to it say? It's cheaper to keep her than to leave her? We're going to be married. That $2 million is that's outrageous that she asked for that much. And let's let's look at some of what she asked for in that uh, in that two point in that one point five million or two million dollars she asked for. Let's look at some of these things. I just thought these were some of the most unreasonable acts for as a now I've never been married, so I've never had a divorce, but. I just know if my ex-wife was asking for this much, we're staying together. We're going to work this out. I'm not selling. I'm not paying $2 million a month. But let's look at some of what she was asking for. Clothes, $135,000 a month for clothes. Laundry, $10,000. First of all, if I'm paying you $135,000 for clothes a month, you shouldn't be doing laundry. You should be like just getting rid of that. Like, you know, like $135,000 a month just for clothes and you want another $10,000 to wash them. Yo, you don't need to wash the clothes. If $135,000, you should just be bringing them in, getting them out, getting them out, bringing them in, getting them out. But, you know, that's 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 ridiculous. And then what? $60,000 in education. If I'm paying you $1.5 million a month, why do you need education? You're already getting paid. You're already getting whatever money. Whoever goes to school goes to school with the with the hope to earn 1.5 million a month. If I'm already giving you that in our divorce settlement, why are you going to school? You're already getting the money. Come on, Shadi, you're hustling backwards. What you need school for? You're already getting paid. What entertainment? Nine hundred thousand dollars in entertainment. Are you who's performing so much that you're 
How many how many concerts do you go to a month? Nine hundred thousand. That's almost a million dollars in entertainment. Now I know there are entertainers. Dr. Dre is an entertainer, but come on, man. $900,000 just for entertainment? Jesus better be performing miracles at this whatever entertainment you're going to. Mortgage, $100,000. Yes, where the problem is. Someone shot it. You hustling backwards, Nicole. That's his ex-wife name, Nicole. Uh, $100,000 in mortgage? You're paying $900,000 in entertainment only $100,000 in mortgage. Come on, shoddy. You are hustling backwards. You're paying more in entertainment than you are for your mortgage? Come on. I'm, no wonder the judge threw this out. These are some of the most outlandish acts for I've ever seen in a divorce settlement. And then again, what? Charity, 125000 You want me to give you money to give away? Come on, shoddy. You hustling backwards. Now, listen, I have no problem with people who uh, philanth philanthropists, uh, people who like giving money. Of course, give your money, but give your money, not my money. Give the money you earn. I cannot be giving you $1.5 million a month just so you can give $125,000 away. Come on, shoddy. You are hustling backwards. And this is probably the most alarming stuff that's on the list. Email, 20000 now, listen, man, I might be new to this, right? I've had tons of emails. I currently probably have about 10 different emails that I actively check right now. None of them cost me a dime. This lady is asking for $20,000 in emails. I thought emails were free. I got a Gmail. I got a Yahoo mail. I had an OL, man. I ain't never pay a dime for this. You pay internet bills, and that comes with emails. You need $20,000 for email. What kind of email you got? Is there, is, there, is there a rich people email we don't know of? That's probably why. That's probably what it is. There is a millionaire email service that we don't know of, which is unfair. If these people got different emails that we're unaware of, they're probably receiving different offers in those emails. Probably don't get spam mails and all that thing. You want $20,000 in email. I thought email was free. Come on, lady. You are hustling backwards, man. You know, and then once again, it, it came up about, you know, uh, that they... Dr. Dre said he she signed a prenup, which is where I think this is where this is probably where the case got thrown out at. Uh, but Dr. Dre said she signed a prenup. She said when she signed this prenup, a gun was pretty much held to her head. That's something like that. That's sort of what she said. But look, uh, she said Dr. Dre eventually ripped off the prenup and said he didn't need it because, you know, you know. Listen, that's what everybody do. That's what every millionaire do. You get her to sign the prenup, and then later on, you rip up the prenup. But you really have your lawyer keep the copy of the prenup, just in case for times like this. You know, 24 years later, she thought that prenup was ripped up, or they were good. They didn't need, she didn't, she didn't sign the prenup because he ripped it up. No, lady, he copied it and sent it off to his lawyer and ripped off the duplicate in front of you. You... Listen, man, they got kids together, family. I'm never, I'm never the one, like, you know, I, I hope they work it out. It looks like it's beyond that point where they can possibly work it out now. So we hope for, we hope they, you know, have a, a peaceful divorce, as you, as, as I could say. Uh, but at this point, it looks like that's out of the window. So, but pretty much, man, the judge threw the, the, the case out. Dr. Dre don't have to pay $1.5 million a month. Whew. I, listen, man, I'm not sure anybody's happy paying that $1.5 a month for a divorce. Come here, baby. We got issues to work out. <laughs>
<laughs> Let's go to the next topic, man. Uh, our queen Nikki. Nikki recently gave birth. So actually, Nikki birthed a Libra baby. As someone who's a Libra, you know, shout out to me today is my birthday. But uh, as somebody who's a Libra baby, shout out to Nikki, man. Birthing another Libra baby, man. Another artistic baby. He's probably gonna be bipolar as if as all Libras. He's probably gonna be uh, indecisive as all Libras. But he's gonna be creative as all Libras are. So shout out to Nikki. First of all, just on this platform, by the way, let's establish this. There's gonna be no Nikki slender here. Shout out to Nikki. She's been the queen of rap for the last 10 years or so. She's like the first lady that got me into rap. Now, obviously, we know Lil' Kim was there where she did. Foxy Brown, everybody, uh, Trina. Those people were obviously making music before Nikki. But Nikki came through and actually took over the game. From At a point in time, we can... We can argue Nikki was, what, top three in the game? Straight low in Nikki. You know, for a while, they kind of ran the game, all three of them. So, there's going to be no Nikki slander here, man. Ten years strong. She's still doing her thing. Now, nowadays, she doesn't make as good of music or she doesn't get the same audience that she used to generate. But listen, no Nikki slander on this platform. Actually, I do got one question about Nikki. And this is not Nikki slander. Her dude, Kenneth, I think that's his name, right? Is he allowed to go around the baby? Because, you know, obviously we know he had he had a few charges back in the uh, before he got with Nikki. Some, you know, child endangerment, some pedophilia charge against him to where he was restricted from either traveling or being around kids. I don't know how this worked. I'm honestly asking a real question. This is no Nikki Slender. Can he go around the kids? Or does that change if, if it's your kid? How does that work? I you know, is that is that weird to not be around, to not be allowed around your own kid, or to not be allowed to be solo or you know alone with your own kid? How does that work? Uh, somebody answer that for me. If you know, if if you have an answer, or if you know what happens in these kind of cases, drop an answer below for me. I want to know for real. Um, let's 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 move on here. We're kind of going through these quickly. I do want to wrap up here. Well, not wrap up. I do want to you know, I do I do have a few topic I want us to talk about before we get out of here. Aubrey. I used to talk to her, Drake Grams. Come on, bro. What are you doing? You know, if you don't know Drake recently uh, on a song with Metro Boomy and 21 Savage, I think the song is called Mr. Right Now. He kind of came by and said, uh, and I'll read the line for you. He said, yeah, she said she want to fuck to some scissor. Wait, because I used to date scissors back in 08. He was talking about, you know, he uh, he had he had a relationship with scissors back in 08. But that's funny. And this is why I was this is why I was really disappointed at Drake. Come on, bro. It's been 08. You just now coming back around when she's a superstar. By the way, if you don't know, I love Scissor. That's 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 not bad necessarily, but that's side bad. So, you know, mad love for Scissor and whatever she's got going on. But Drake coming out and saying, man, I used to talk to her. It's like waiting till that girl blows up and then out of nowhere you want people to know, hey, I used to talk to her. Bro, come on, bro. If it was low key, if y'all did it back in the days, no one. Why are you just now coming to talk about it, man? Why are you blowing up her spot? Why are you telling her business, Drake? Come on, Drake. You know, I fucks with Drake heavy. He's probably my favorite artist out here, but... I can't respect that move, man. Mr. I used to talk to her. That's what you sound like, man. Yeah, everybody I used to talk to sister, and it wasn't even necessary. That line was not necessary, bro. And, you know, she came out and corrected him and said, hey, it wasn't actually 08. It was 09. He just used uh, 08 to rhyme with weight, which I'm even more disappointed. Come on, bro. As, as, as my favorite artist, I expect a lot better of you. Don't be out here just trying to make stuff rhyme just because it's come on, bro. 
I need to believe what you're saying. If you're just making stuff rhyme, that's 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 not cool. I think you know I'm still heavy with the Drake. I'm waiting for the album, certified lover boy. You know, that's us. You know, Drake's not a Libra, he's actually a Scorpio, but he's an October baby. And you know, we October baby, man. We once that weather change and that fall drop, man, we waiting for that Drake music. You know how it goes, man. Shout out to all my Libra, shout out to all my Scorpios out there. But I'm not impressed by that line, Drake. And it wasn't even necessary. This wasn't a good line, it wasn't a good song. I, I was just, come on, you could have left this out. Don't be out here. It's like that. Come on, man. You know, you you out here trying to be like, hey, I used to talk to her. Everybody pick, look at me. I used to, you know, scissor the hot thing now. You know, she all sexy and all, you know, queenish and all beautiful out here. Everybody, don't forget me. I used to talk to her. That's what you sound like, Drake. And then you almost got caught up into some some, some shit because she was like 18 or barely 18 at the time. Now you out here looking like a pedophile and she had to come out and defend you and correct you and say, hey, I was actually 19. This was 09. This dumb ass just used 08 to rhyme. Now you out here looking even more stupid. Drake. Cut it out, man. Don't be that guy, Mr. I used to date her. That's what we should call this episode. I like that he's come to us, but Mr. I used to date her. That's what you sound like, Drake. Be better than that, man, Aubrey. And hurry up. Drop that certified lover boy, man. Once this October end and we don't get that, come on, man. You know we waiting on you, city boys. Uh, Let's see. For today, icebreaker. You know, since it's my birthday, let's... uh. This, this is the icebreaker. Am I the only one or do you also feel anxious when your birthday is coming around? You know, I'm one of those people when my birthday is coming around. I'm like, ah, oh, let's just hurry up and get this day over with, you know. Like, you know, the nerves, the, you know, the fake birthday. Not fake, but, you know, the birthday wishes on Facebook, all of that and stuff. I'm just like, let's get this over with, man. Everybody send me what they want to send me so we can get on to the next day. But I'm, I'm one of those people who I'm very anxious on my birthday. Everyone is like, what are you doing for your birthday? Oh, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to come home and record a podcast. And I'll probably hit up the bar later. Maybe might do one a few things, uh, but... I'm not, I'm not one for the, it's just another day for me usually. And I know that sounds, it's, it's it, of course, it's just another day, but I'm one of those people. I'm just like, Hey man, let the day come over. Cause whatever I do, whatever I, if I could have done, whatever I do for my birthday, I could have possibly done it today, yesterday I could do on another day. So for me, birthdays aren't usually like a huge thing for me. I mean, obviously it's a dope day to celebrate you and like you know, um, your accomplishment and look forward to the next year. But I feel anxious. I feel I, I'm always like, oh, let's this day come and just go. And then also you get the pressure from social media to act lit on your birthday. No, I don't be lit on my birthday, man. As you can see, I'm recording a podcast on my birthday. Went to work today, came home, did the podcast, go get some drinks later with some friends. But that's it. I'm not, you know, social media doesn't really help. So this morning I posted a few things. Got up out of Facebook, got up off social media and just, you know, went about my day. But am, am I the only one? Do you feel anxious for your birthday too? Or, you know, do you feel pressure to be lit, act lit, do lit shit on your birthday when really it's just another day? Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're one of those people who is really super excited, always playing something for their birthday, super lit, friends, club, everything. Let me know. I want to know. Maybe I need to change something up here, but... Honestly, for the last four years, just can't get with friends. Usually my birthday is on the weekend. That's the good thing about me. Today is, you know, on a Monday. But, hey, am I the only one? Talk to me. What's up? So, let's uh let's get into some new music. This weekend was lit. We got tons of new music, man. We got new music from 21 Savage and Metro Booming. The British Atlanta Gangster dropped that Savage Mode 2. And, you know, it's, we're kind of been anticipating this. Uh, is this the first work from 21 since his 
No, I think he dropped. No, he dropped the album with J. Cole and all of that before this. I think so. Oh, this might be his first work. I don't know. I'm not sure. I got to double check that. But Savage Mode 2. Yeah, I heard it. Uh, it was dope. Obviously, I don't think it's better than Savage Mode 1. But then again, that's the risk you take when you do a part two or something that, you know, was a hood classic. It, it's hard to live up to that standard, but I think they did their thing. If you're going into the album for, you know, if, you, if you've listened to Savage Mode 1, you know what to expect in Savage Mode 2. It had uh, Tracy Morgan, not Tracy Morgan, uh, Morgan Freeman on the album doing Atlas, and he in, he, he intro the project, you know, had some uh, had some skid in there, but which was dope to see, you know. I may have been the same age forever, so he forever young in my eyes. I don't know. I've never seen Morgan Freeman when he was young. I've never I've never seen him when he was old either. This is just the Morgan Freeman I know, but his voice is dope. So it was dope to hear him on a project. It was kind of like that, you know, it's kind of like that relief between between songs, you know. Uh, Morgan Freeman come on, say what he got to say, and then you had that savage more that <clears throat> after Morgan Freeman. So that was dope. That was dope. Another project that came out this week was Bryson Taylor Anniversary. So let's, let's talk about this a little bit. You know, obviously he dropped uh, Trap Soul, which was like five years ago now. And then he was just gone. You know, he's from he's from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I got families and friends out there, so they're big on him. But he dropped Trap Soul and just went for five years. Now, he didn't, I mean, he he was been a dad. He was been a uh a husband, I think he's a, I think they're married, and he he was doing that, you know, living living life, you know, when you when you obtain success as he did, become a millionaire, you know, it's good to just enjoy that with your family. But that five year hiatus is kind of crazy, and this is a lot of artists do this, you know, they drop their uh, their rookie project, and how do you follow that up? And that pressure to follow that up kind of takes a while for them to either feel comfortable or they feel like they have a collective work that lives up to that standard of their first project and sometimes they take forever some artists come back right away when you take as long as he took it took him five years to drop another another project you know that fan base might return when you drop your second work but it's hard to sustain them because you were because you dropped and you left them for so long they go, man. Listen, this music game is tough. If you're going to go for as long as he went, there's going to be somebody else that step in and take that spot. And trust me, there's always somebody that will take your spot. A lot of these artists come out and think this is exclusively their spot that they obtain. It's exclusively for them. And I know, boom, somebody comes and take your spot. This happened to the, the most famous example I have of this, ASAP Rocky. Man, I remember when ASAP dropped. I was, I was super stoked on ASAP. That was... And then the dude just went into fashion. He went into dating models. He went into the runway. He just did all these other things that wasn't music. And by the time he came back, Travis Scott had taken his spot. Like, let's just call it what it is. That lane Travis is in right now, that was possibly ASAP lane. And then ASAP took forever. He dropped another project. But it's just hard to get that fan base back after they fuck with you heavy and you leave them for so long doing whatever else. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all have our personal life. We're living and you got to do what you need to do for you. But it's hard to get that fan base back once you go. So, but Bryson, you know, I listen to it. It's, it's honestly kind of the same as Trap. So, you know, I don't, obviously I, I, I didn't really think it was that good. I still got to go back in and really give it a cohesive listen. I didn't really sit down and like, enjoy it like I did. I was on the move and I was listening to it. But, you know, the tape sounded good. It sounded like what I expect from him. Nothing really stood out too much. But, 
you know, maybe over time it, and it will make an impact that it needs to make. But, you know, shout out to you, Bryson Taylor. Uh, I hope you stay this time. Uh, Bryson Taylor, sorry. I hope you stay this time and you don't take that, you know, take that break that you took the last time after you dropped new music. I hope you stay around and do feature, either feature work with other people or your own work, you know. That space, man. Once you leave that space, somebody else take it. That's just what it is. Let's call it what it is. Another another new project that's out is my guy, YG. Look, I love YG. YG is one of those rappers where... You know, obviously he'll drop the 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 made for radio single. Uh, he'll drop the one with the big names, with the Drake, with the uh, Nipsey. You know, he, he he'll drop that radio record. But he's one of those people. I think honestly, his his the the overall project is always dope. Like it's cohesive. It has uh it has storytelling. It flows naturally. I'll be honest. Now, I haven't listened to this one yet, My Crazy Life. I do plan on listening to it. I just haven't had the time to because he's one of those artists I like to sit and really enjoy. You know, grab a drink, roll up one, do something, and really get into his project. I heard uh, Mr. Peter Parker and DJ Red Mills were kind of spinning it this week uh, as like a, you know, on the radio and whatnot. But YG, dope dude, man. Dope collective Dope, cohesive, collective of work he always drop. I always love his project. Always get into it and really enjoy the storytelling. And his style, you know, that West Coast storytelling flair. YG really tells stories. Like, whether you listen to his project or not, it's always, like, a story. Whether it's him robbing somebody, it's uh, he and his homie doing a stick-up, it's how he got played by a girl. It's always a dope storytelling in YG album. So, I can't wait to get into this. Uh, this is dope. Uh, as far as Minnesota new music, last week we covered Daddy Denaro. Another artist I want to cover uh, this week is... Uh, they make revenue, you know, uh, dope artist from Minneapolis. You know, she recently was in a little back and forth with the label as far as if she wanted to leave, if they decided to drop her or not. But I, I do want to compliment her on this. Since that little uh, back and forth with the label and her uh, management and DJs and whatnot, she's been going super hard. I think she's been going the hardest I've ever seen her since that. And I like to see that, you know, listen, everybody wants to be with a big label. The label is going to always come calling once you start building that buzz. But the label doesn't make you. The truth is the label comes when they feel like you already have that audience or you already have a specific, you know, following that they can make money off of. So when, when this, when, when the little back and forth with her label happened and 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 now I see her going even harder than she was with the label. I'm like, that's what's up. I like to see that because listen, man, you can build it back up again. You know, they, they'll come calling again. Another label will come again, but she's going even harder. She's dropping dope ass projects. Her videos has even uptake as far as like the the time and like the, the effects, the graphics. Like she she's going super hard. Every day I look up, she's on IG live promoting the record, promoting herself. Like that's dope because guess what, man? For Minnesota music to make the impact that we needed to make, we need people like her going as hard as she's going right now. You know, these artists, uh, they get the deal or they get the plug-in that they need, and then they start going soft or they stop going as hard. It's good to see her still, you know, with the label or not, still going just as hard or going even harder. You know, another, uh, you know, another example, you know, free Wi-Fi with out here doing that thing, and then they got the label. They uh, Rashtam Record came around, signed them, and before you look, I felt like they wasn't going as hard or the effort it wasn't as authentic as it needed to be. You know, 
you get that label certification and all of a sudden you're like, oh, we made it. No, you ain't made it yet. Same thing with Nimic Revenue, you know, she she got the Chief Keith plugging. The video didn't do, obviously didn't do what the label or personally her thought it was going to do. And I think that's kind of why the label kind of separated from her because after that Chief Keith plug, they expected that next, that next, you know, next step, take that next step. And when that didn't happen, label thought, is there something we really want to continue putting money behind? And don't, don't think for a second she got that Chief Keith plug in just because like it was authentic and she just saw Chief Keith fuck with her and just decided to hop on. No, that's label plug. That's the label saying, hey, we got this artist. We need some kind of marketing push behind. Who can we get on a song with her to see if that push helps? And for her, it was Chief Keith. They got on the record with her. The record was dope. I didn't think it was anything special. You know, it was, it was a, she was doing the same thing she usually do on the record. And Chief Keith didn't give any memorable verse or anything. You know, they did a video and everything. And that's kind of all of that is why the label kind of look and say, ooh, we spent this much money on the Chief Keith feature. We put the money behind the video. We didn't see the return in it. Maybe it's time we go our separate ways. But shout out to you, Nimic Revenue. I like what you're doing. Keep going harder. It's good. It's dope to see you going even harder without the label plug. Because that just shows, you know, one thing, your fans is, again, think you have like a, you know, you have a, a thick following in Minnesota. And plus, it shows that you're, you're focused. It shows that you're focused and you're determined to prove that you, the label doesn't make you. You, if anything, can make a label or you can get yourself buzzing again. The label didn't do that for you. So, shout out to you, man. I like to see you keep going hard and, you know, keep winning. So, that's it, man. That's really it. That's our fourth episode uh it's my birthday man i'm gonna uh quickly edit this and try to get this out asap and then go get something to do man if you know me pull up on me or something i'm gonna be downtown getting some drinks wish me a happy birthday it's all love i appreciate y'all man for my birthday all i want is for you to listen to this share this watch the video when i drop it you know i don't got much to ask for man. i'm happy i'm content with life right now shout out to you appreciate everybody chapter 29 nothing but positively hopefully Nothing but positivity, hopefully, and more, more Minnesota leads America follow. Appreciate you guys. Love.